Welcome back, ye folks of Lumeria, to another delightful and five million year old episode of Loathsome Things, a horror movie podcast. My name is John, and with me as always is my my co-host Josh. Josh, how are you yeah. doing, sir? So fucking good, John. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you and I haven't even talked about this movie at all before we started recording. Yeah. It's uh it's amazing. Yeah, right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, it is it is all the way great. But 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 first. Yeah. But first. Yeah. Um how are you? I you know, I'm doing fine. Um yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for yeah. ready for this fucking summer to be over. And uh, other than that, doing okay. How about yourself? Yeah, the same. I I hate the way that the air feels, yeah. but you know. Um, also, oh, uh, are you getting any of that good? Uh, um, oh shit, what's it called? Pell grant. You getting any of that good, good Pell grant money? I have. I have received Pell grants, so. I should be able to uh, get the twenty k, uh, yeah, dropped off my aid, which is nice. Yep, same here. I got those Pell grants, and and so now I'm gonna be living large with uh, some less student loan debt. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> now I can finish school because my loans won't be maxed out anymore. <laughs> there Oh my god. Oh. Good times. It's, it's good. Yeah. Good. Good job, Joe Biden. It, that's the coolest thing you've done uh probably ever. Yeah. Uh, but you you look like a fucking weirdo, my dude. Yeah, you you look a little bit like Fireman Bill, but uh Yeah. That's okay. I can deal with Have it. Have you ever noticed that it looks like the back of his head is caved in? He's got, you know, he's got like the cool old guy hair. But then you see the yeah. back of his head, and it's got that little whoop, that little micro mullet in the back. That <laughs> it's so, it would be so easy to just fix that one little whoop. But yeah. no, no, no. The the era of presidents that have really good haircuts it, it, that's in our past. <laughs> I think that's the handle where you lift up the back of his head to wind his brain up. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. You have to refill the water reservoir so that the little birdie can keep dunking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like Uncle Anwar. <laughs> oh, Uncle Anwar. Uh, the, uh, uh, what movie is it that we are even watching about today? I'm glad you asked because this one is special. <laughs> We're it is. We are talking about 1987's Blood Diner. Directed by yeah. Jackie Kong. <laughs> Jackie Kong really did it, didn't she? <laughs> she is fantastic and really just didn't do much of note beyond this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this was like one of like, I think it's like four movies or something like that that she did. Yeah, she's she's done a few. This is the only one that really got any attention. She's still around. She goes to cons. Um, she's got some comic book out, apparently, which... I guess is very Kong esque, um, but yeah, she's uh, she's still going out there. She seems like she's pretty cool. I'd love to meet her at a, at a convention sometime. But um, yeah, this was her her magnum opus. 
It's uh, something else. It's uh, very 1980s. So, yeah, this movie has, has been given, like, a pretty deluxe DVD release. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's of course, was not, you know, like a big box office hit. But it's, you know, it's been pretty popular. Yeah. And on a super low budget. Like, she basically had the same budget for this movie that John Carpenter had for Halloween. But it was nine <laughs> years later. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's, and she's, there's a lot more going on in this movie. <laughs> There's so much business going on in every scene. There's just, it won't stop. Yeah, it's uh, super high energy. Very, very crazy. It's, it's, it's insane. It's, it's a lot of fun, though. Yeah, yeah, totally worth watching. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's, it's, uh, it's a really good one. Yeah, it's got no one of note in it. Um, the, uh, one of the two main characters, one of the two brothers... Died a couple years later in a car crash. Uh, Jesus. He was in um, some sort of like a punk rock band or whatever in the L.A. area back at the time. And he and his bandmate got into a wreck, apparently. Uh, the I tried to look up the lady that plays Sheba. Uh, I think her name was like Lynette LaFrance or something like that. Nothing. <laughs> no. There's nothing online. <laughs> that's a... That's a uh, that's the police lady, is Lynette LaFrance. Yeah, Sheba, right? Uh, Don't they call her Sheba? Oh, you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, I was getting confused with Sheetar for no good reason. <laughs> Sheetar, so ridiculous. Yeah. No, yeah, this was like Lynette LaFrance's only movie ever. Yeah, I, the only thing I found about her online was somebody asking what the hell happened to Lynette LaFrance. <laughs> it was probably the fact that she couldn't get through lines without her accent going all <laughs> over the place. Let me tell you something, brother. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now, this for for uh, 80s horror movie buffs, this movie does for a moment uh, feature the stylings of Joe B. Barton, who is famous for in this same year. He played Buddy Bacon in the Rick Rossler movie Slaughterhouse. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. This movie does... That's the guy that... Oh, go, go ahead. Oh, that's the that's the guy that he keeps trying to hit with the van. Oh, okay. I thought that was Maddie Matheson, renowned Canadian chef and <laughs> actor in The Bear. <laughs> oh, is it? I don't know. I could be getting it wrong. No, it's not him, but he looks just like him. Oh. It's hilarious. No. I was like, nice. why does he keep running over Maddie Matheson? <laughs> Anyways, oh, yes. yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to let, let me synopsize this movie. Uh, it was a, quite a feat to try to keep it under 500 words, I have to say. Jesus, sir. Like, <clears throat> if you don't, if you didn't make it, I wouldn't blame you because this movie is dense. 564. Okay, that that works. I, that works. I it's tried. Still a five hundred. Yeah, I tried really hard yeah. to get it. It was there, were, and there were chunks that I just left out. And and also, I'm mean, I'm used to like us really kind of digging into you know, more on a more granular level because I was like in my mind I was thinking about the movie and I'm like, okay, this is going to be cool because I can just kind of summarize it and be a smart ass. And then I'm watching the movie to kind of remind myself, you know, what what goes when and and there's just so much and it's like. Trying to choose what not to include was tough. Yeah. But... Yeah, you could probably write 500 words on the weird scarecrow guy. 
I mean, it's just so much crazy shit. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So the movie. Okay. The movie opens on a, a Los Angeles bungalow in 1961. We're like panning across this apartment and there's all, you know, there's like Life magazine and stuff. Two kids are in the apartment or in the house playing. Uh, one is white and the other one is like super brown. <laughs> it's like, okay, whatever. And the mom's like, sure. I'm going to go out. I'll be around. I'll be back in 20 minutes. I need to get some tampons. And, uh, and then on the radio, they hear this warning about a psycho killer that's out on the loose. He's got a knife in his hand and his genitals in the other. And this guy bashes through the door and he's got a knife in his hand. No genitals, but he's got a knife in his hand. It's their uncle Anwar who happens to be the psycho killer, and uh, he gives them t- he gives them each a five hundred million year old amulet f- from the Lemurians, <laughs> and, and implores them to study this this book that he's given them because he wants to resurrect the goddess Sheetar. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the cops arrive, and Anwar is like, "I have to go now, boys." It is my time, but I will see you again, or whatever the fuck he says, and goes out and gets shot. So then we cut to 20 years later, and the boys are digging Anwar up uh, in what can only be described as a, somebody's <laughs> garden in their backyard. It's supposed to, yes. it's supposed to be a cemetery. It's a really nice garden grave. <laughs> they get spotted by a security guard who is a dude in a, in his, with his hair sprayed gray to make him look old. <laughs> And uh, they they clock him on the back of the head. Mikey clocks him on the back of the head with a shovel. They kill him. And then they dig up Anwar's corpse and hacksaw down the middle of his skull. And his brain <laughs> springs out like it's on some sort of like launching device. Like you're opening a, a prop can of peanuts. <laughs> exactly. <the> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they put... They put his brain in a jar, which magically happens to have eyes attached to it later when you see it. But um, I think those were the security guard's eyes. I think oh, they knocked his eyeballs out you're right. and then used them for Uncle Anwar. That's right. I didn't even think. I was like, why are his eyes? I just assumed that they hit him in the head so hard his eyes popped out. <laughs> I didn't even think. They did. They did. I, I didn't realize yeah. they used them, though. That's how stupid I am. <laughs> The little touches in this movie are amazing. So Yeah, yeah. Little things all over the place. Ah, oh, it's amazing. So they they have their book, they Sheetar book chant Anwar back to life of some sort. And uh they they take off with Anwar. He's you know, he's gonna they're gonna do their whole thing. The cops are investigating the scene, uh, so they're now aware of this this weird murder slash grave robbery thing. Uh Anwar sends them on a mission. He wants them to rebuild Sheetar's body with parts from virgins and tramps. And then he's going to have a blood buffet <laughs> in their their disgusting Tutman Diner, which is like Ugh. some business, abandoned business on a corner somewhere in L.A. that I guess they had access to. So they made it kind of look like a diner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so gross. It's... Oh, there's so much nonsense going on in there, including a one-way mirror. A one-way mirror. Like, there's, like, Georgie, the other brother, the white brother, is, like, insane. He's, like, throwing food everywhere, and he's got this huge chef hat. And Georgie's then awesome. 
He's amazing. Yeah. And then there's these girls, like high school girls sitting at a table, and there's this girl, Connie, and she's crying. <laughs> she's really going for it. Like, her eyes are all red and wet. <laughs> and Mikey sees her, and uh, he, like, hypnotize invites her to come to their Lumerian feast. Mm. Because, you know, Lumerians, it's a 500 million year old culture or whatever. 500 million years. <laughs> <laughs> so, next thing you know, the boys are, um, they they break into a, <laughs> a nude aerobics class. <laughs> Not even actually a nude aerobics class. They're just shooting a nude aerobics video. And so it's just... It's That's just right. lots of tits bouncing around, including the lady organizing the whole thing has her tits out, too, for no reason. Just, I guess, out of solidarity. And they're just, I, it didn't look very comfortable either. They're just running in place and their tits are just boing, boing, boing. <laughs> <laughs> and then they burst in with machine guns. Yep. <laughs> Like Tommy guns and slaughter everybody. Oh, and, and he's wearing a Ronald Reagan mask. Oh, that's right. The Ronald Reagan mask. That yeah. was a nice touch. Yeah. Oh, 1987. My God. <laughs> oh, my God. So they take, yeah, they take all their body parts because, you know, these are the, these are trampy women, apparently, because yeah, they, that's the... they do naked aerobics. So that makes them tramps. <laughs> um, <laughs> so bizarre. And uh, then uh, they, let's see. <laughs> I'm sorry, this movie is so ridiculous. It's so crazy. And up until this part, like, like uh, Uncle Anwar in the jar is just, like, abusive, like, verbally abusive constantly. Like, when they were little kids, he was like, you are doing so good, Georgie. You will be such a good chef one day. And then now he's like, okay, homo, let's get going. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't forget to pick that up, homo. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of great sluts. <laughs> Ah, uh, if only I had my schlong. <laughs> He's fantastic. <laughs> so, the <laughs> oh, my oh my god! God, this is amazing. Okay. Yeah. So they, uh, so that happens, and then uh, the police chief puts Sheba and Mark, who's this really sleazy cop, uh, he puts them together on the case. And uh, in the meantime, the boys are now serving these body parts at the diner, which is packed. Because apparently Georgie is a fantastic chef. A vegetarian and, chef. Yeah, yes. And uh, a vegetarian chef who's so serving literal body parts that apparently people don't know because they are told it's vegetarian. Yep. So it makes no sense. So anyways, <laughs> um, but it doesn't fucking matter at all. So yeah, Sheba, Sheba and, oh, let's see. So they, okay, so they're packing, they're serving the people at the diner. Um. George sees this guy, Jimmy Hitler, uh, on TV, because he's a wrestling fan, Jimmy Hitler's a wrestler, who challenges the public to come and fight him, if anybody wants to take him on. So, of course, George is like, I can wrestle, and then the guy, the fat guy at the counter, whose name is Vitamin, <laughs> and then he points at his belly and goes, see? Vitamin C. He oh, says something to Georgie about wrestling, and then Georgie dives over the counter and puts him in a chokehold. And then the guy starts vomiting all over the restaurant. Just <laughs> so that happens. That's fine. And uh, now, all of a sudden, <laughs> it's so bizarre. We, we cut to the cops again. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Uh, Mikey gives the five million 
year old amulet to Connie when he's having this little discussion with her and he's hypnotizing her and all that. So Sheba and Mark the cops stake out this vegetarian restaurant because they discovered that all the ladies that were killed were vegetarians. They have they all had like chunks of vegetables in their stomach. Except one girl who had cat meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> just threw that in there. They just it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. We need They more don't nonsense. investigate that. Yeah. No. <laughs> so they go, uh they Oh my god. Okay, so then we get like um, as the boys are putting the body parts together, building Sheetar's body, like like spraying it, like like air brushing it with like gold paint and stuff. Yes. So strange. <laughs> Anwar gives us this like flashback scene of him in what I assume is like the forties of him just slaughtering naked women, <laughs> and how wonderful those those were his glory days. Yeah, and then, then he orders them to get more trampy women parts. So they show up at a at a punk club in disco suits, like yeah, like body tight, just like in wigs, like Elvis wigs or whatever. because yeah. they're trying to they're trying to fit into the punk club. And then <laughs> yeah, one guy one guy looks like a cotton candy Elvis, and the other one looks like a a male figure skater. He <laughs> looks so weird. They murder one of the bouncers to get in. They just yeah. throw him in the road and a car runs over his head. And then they, they, they get into the club and there's this horrible doo-wop band playing inside the club. And they they pick up these two trashy girls, as they call them, and take them back to the diner for some sex murder. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, uh, the cops are at the vegetarian cafe and the only customer in the cafe is a puppet... And the owner of the cafe is a ventriloquist, and the puppet is eating health food and smoking a cigarette? (laughs) So, I think calling him a puppet is a bit of a stretch, because he's... He's a... It's just like a... It's more like a scarecrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no parts that move. Like, there's no mouth motion or anything. He's just sitting there... In a on a stool with a cigarette, not moving, but then eh, voice come out of him. That's true. He's not really a puppet. He's more just kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> a little within a cowboy outfit that looks really ridiculous, and he's got a cigarette in his hand. It's hand, and his name is his name is Valentino. That's right, Valentino. <laughs> the chef is like the vegetarian chef is super sweaty and weird and. He gets, like, the puppet gets lippy with him, so he sprays it in the face with some sort of spray. It's yep. so bizarre. The whole thing is just... And, ugh, yeah. And and uh, the, the detective Sheba says that she would have sex with Valentina, <laughs> That's basically. Right. She does. That's great. <laughs> so the cops get some info about the Tutman Diner. And then back at the diner, <laughs> Mikey... Mikey's in the front of the diner with the blonde-haired trashy girl, and Georgie takes the other girl to the back. So Mikey convinces her to get naked and covers her in batter and deep-fries her head into a giant hush puppy. (laughs) And then she she runs around the diner, and he knocks her head off with a broom. (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> that I was not expecting any of that. Like whatever, even whenever he like was was battering her, I was like, "Well, that's obviously not gonna, you know." 
But yeah, then just an entire huge size hush puppy head. And all I can think of is what I know what you did last summer where the killer dragged the body right over the steam pot and never thought to put... <laughs> like, oh no, Mikey didn't make that mistake. He dropped her battered head right in the oil. Yeah, and he even had the fry basket, like, pushed her down. Like, he knew how to use the tools available to him. He Arthur treachered that trashy woman. That <laughs> <laughs> was so great. <laughs> oh, my God. It really was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. And then the other girl goes through this, like, comedic, uh, oh, I can't find my purse. Oh, blah, 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 all this bullshit. And then Georgie uh, just kills her with one machete blow. So, oh yeah, chops her all the way in half. Yeah, that's right. Chops her vertically in half like the murder sled with one yep. machete blow. <laughs> yep, like murder sled and skinned deep. Oh. Just just here we we've got it. We've got the connections. <laughs> My god. Amazing. So, yes. the cops go to visit an archaeologist who is wearing a pith helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because a because a lady bum found some body parts with an amulet, and so the cops yep. get this lesson from this archaeologist about Lumerians, or yeah, about Lumerians, and it's completely ridiculous, of course. And then, meantime, Anwar has ordered the boys to go get two slut lungs and liver, lungs and liver. <laughs> yes, Mikey Hypno invites Connie to the Hitler wrestling match. An IRS guy shows up to check their books. They kill him and serve his fingers as the special. Yep. <laughs> and then Georgie, while listening to some mambo on his van, runs over a biker who looks like Maddie Matheson, the chef we we're talking about, over and over. And every time he runs him over, he does a little mambo dance. And then... <laughs> Looks and sees that the guy's still alive, so then he runs over him again and then does a little dance. <laughs> He's having the best time! It goes on for like two minutes! It goes on for like the entire runtime of ICC by the Dutones. That's what that was? Oh, yeah. oh my god. It was so bad. <laughs> I I was just I was amazed at that scene. It it had no purpose. It, whatever, it was wonderful. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, then we're at the beach, and there's this couple getting naked on the beach. They're going to have sex, and the guy says, I'm so horny I could fuck a cow. <laughs> and then Georgie shows up, clocks the guy, knocks him out, and then is about to get the girl, and then she suddenly is like a karate master and starts naked karate kicking Georgie's ass. And, yep. and then a stalactite falls and goes through her head and she goes, and dies. <laughs> I was like, wait, what the hell just happened? <laughs> it's just, why did any of that happen? Uh, so the stalactite obviously fell because she was making too much martial arts wah, noise and it shook it loose. <laughs> I know the camera like pans up and you see the thing wobbling. I'm like, they're on a beach. Okay. <laughs> they're in a cave. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're in a cave. It's a beach cave. It's very nice. <laughs> it, is, it is nice. It's very well lit. <laughs> so the, 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 <laughs> the, veggie, <laughs> the, the guy that runs the, the sweaty vegetarian restaurant guy, Stan or whatever his name is, 
breaks into the Tutman Cafe because he wants to get their secret recipe. And uh, that's right. Then we cut back again. Mikey is in the nightclub. He wants to book the place. He's talking to the guy that runs it and the goon that's with him. And he he sweetens the deal with these containers of what look like gumballs, which is apparently their hungry pills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't worry. I got I got the drugs right here. <laughs> it's like and those 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 promoters those club promoters are like oh yeah real drugs because he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna have i'm gonna rent this place out for a lumerian feast it's a 50 million year old uh, old group or whatever and and so i've got the drugs (laughs) okay apparently that worked so it worked night booked so um (laughs) we we, now we're at the uh, wrestling match uh georgie's wrestling Jimmy Hitler, who's basically kicking his ass. And then yeah. uh, Mikey, who's yelling at them the whole time, just saying ridiculous things. That's what's so funny about this movie is like all the lines are so obviously like targeted at the audience. You know, there there is no inner world in this movie. The whole thing plays for you. And it's I mean, like there's there's this ongoing theme where the police chief punches Mark the cop in the stomach for no reason. <laughs> He's like, Very violent. It's like, did you want us to do that now, Chief? Oh, oh. <laughs> for no reason. I, I burst out laughing when that happened. That was amazing. <laughs> it's, you not expect that at all. He just, he just hits him full force in the stomach for no reason and no warning. Not like I'm gonna punch you now. Just turns around and does it to him. Oh my god. Uh, so at the wrestling match, Mikey throws a, a rock or a marble or something, which apparently is enough to completely divert Jimmy Hitler's attention. So then that's enough to turn the, the, the fight around and Georgie kicks Jimmy Hitler's ass um, by, at the end, he bites a hole in his leg and then the blood <laughs> squirts onto Connie's face and she freaks out and wants to leave. But then Mike hypnotizes her again and makes her stay. So that's the wrestling scene. And, uh... <laughs> <clears throat> Whew, yeah. Um, he also knocks her out whenever she resists. Oh, that's right. He, like, he knocks her out by yeah. punching her in the face. Yeah, just right <laughs> in the face. Just Jesus. decks her. And then turns to the guy next to her and says, she's squeamish about blood or something like that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god, this movie is just bonkers <sighs> all over the place. <sighs> So the boys go back to the, the diner. They discover that, that this guy has broken in and uh, he took Anwar out of the diner. Uh, Sheba comes in for, no, you know, because she's investigating or whatever. They punch her in the face and knock her out and hang her in the back on some hook. And then yeah. the boys go to Stan's diner, the, the vegetarian chef. They get Anwar back in this ridiculous fight, I guess you could call it. <laughs> Chop his arm off with a machete, and then both, both. That's right. Then he gets. That's right. Then he gets in his car and storms off. And he's driving the car with bloody stumps that are squirting blood all over the windshield. And then he like slow motion crashes into a hill, and I guess he dies. Yeah, that's just it for him. That's it. He dies. I guess he bled to death. I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) 
Mark shows up, rescues Shiva. Now we're set for the, you know, we're getting close to the end here. The uh, the boys put Anwar's brain into Sheetar's head, and then they show up to Club Dread. This is the nightclub. They booked it for the night. All the people are there. This kind of Elvis impersonator who looks like the Elvis guy from Gwar is uh, performing on stage. I looked him up. He's from Austin. And yeah. I forget his real name, but his performer name is Mr. Fabulous. It's it's Dino Lee. Oh, God, and, how could I forget uh, that? That's right. And uh, he, like, if, if you're having a hard time imagining what we're describing, just imagine a guy that thought about himself as possibly being the next Jello Biafra, <laughs> and he's just a sad, sad failure at that. <laughs> he has this huge elvis type pompadour wig that comes up in a point about a foot and a half of over like the front of his head and he's wearing like this weird toga thing with like yeah. no pants and gold boots that come up to his knees or whatever and his band is insane they're all dressed like hitler with yeah yeah his 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 saxophonists and guitarists are hitlers but then he also has like backup dancing ladies backup dancing ladies in punk rock wigs and then the band of hitlers with kabuki makeup on yeah, and, and he has a prop dick that he pulls out from his pants and then gives it to the ladies and they chop it up. <laughs> so bizarre. <laughs> they, they perform a couple songs. I forget the first one, but the second song was called, like, Pony something. Uh, uh, that song was actually pretty good. I was I was kind of surprised. But uh, anyways, yeah. So they're playing, the band's playing, uh, the people in the club are taking the hungry pills and they're starting to turn into zombies and I guess eating each other or the people who haven't turned yet. I don't know. It's a big bloodbath. There's also a giant cauldron of human body part stew that Georgie even like sprinkles <laughs> spoons around. He's nice enough to put utensils around it. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my God. The boys, uh, they've got Connie strapped down. They've got the, the book out. They wake Sheetar. She comes up and wakes up and basically starts barf yelling. She's got like these huge fangs and she's always looking to the side and <laughs> with this like brown oatmeal barf falling off of her, out of her mouth. It made no sense at all, but it looked really cool. <laughs> and then she has her from right between her breasts down to like her lower waist, her entire chest is a giant toothy mouth gyna. That's yeah. like opening and closing and, and okay, that's fine. That's how Sheetar rolls, I guess. Big fangs chomping. Yeah. And yeah. She starts zapping clubbers with her finger, like blue spark lightning sparks coming out. Uh she she kills Mr. Fabulous, his brain explodes out of his wig. Uh <laughs> she's killing everybody in the place. It's just it's basically just chaos. And they're playing classical music over it at this point. Like, there's no sound effects, just classical music. <laughs> she she shoots Mikey, trying to save Connie. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Mark shoots Mikey. Uh, yep. And he saves Connie. And then um, <laughs> Georgie uh, drags Mark. He hooks him with a chain. And he's dragging him over to Sheetar. And he says, you killed my friend. <laughs> I was like, he's your brother, you idiot. <laughs> In the meantime, Shiva somehow manages to kick Georgie's head 
into Sheetar's vag stomach. And yep. because he's done this, or she's done this, Sheetar explodes, basically. Like this just kind of kind of semi like explodes. <laughs> and you know, it's it's the next day, the cops are cleaning up the body parts. It's chaos, you know, everybody's wandering around outside. It's just like a triage, but a very badly organized one. And uh you see <laughs> you see a woman walk by from like maybe shoulders down in like a skin tight leather dress, red leather dress, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. And uh, yeah. she's wearing red pumps and she's walking by. Then she's walking down the street and this guy pulls up in a convertible. And he's like, hey, baby, you look real good. Why don't you come and get in the car with me or something like that? Yeah. And then she gets in the car and he says to her, right before I put my sausage in you, why don't you tell me your name? She goes... I am Sheetar, and smiles with the teeth, and he just kind of looks at her like, okay, and they drive off. <laughs> Doo-wop music, movie over. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and it's it's intense how much you didn't cover, because there is just so much crazy weirdness in this movie. Uh, it's maniacal, like, Every moment of the film is packed with something ridiculous, and it's it's an hour and a half long. It's not for a movie like this. It's not short. I mean, no, but it but it, it is yeah. it is fun from beginning to end. Oh yeah, there is there is no way to be bored while you're watching this movie. Like like even like n- no scene drags. Yeah. Uh, like, like nothing, nothing ever gets boring. As soon as anything could even begin to threaten to be unentertaining, the situation changes and is not a normal transition at all. Just, just all of a sudden something completely off the wall. Um, there's the, the two cops, like the, the male cop is always like really, really trying to, to, to get a date with Sheba, but <laughs> and it's just like his attempts are all over the place. He's he offers to put to set his masculinity aside and, and just just all kinds of amazingness. This this movie is top notch horror comedy, uh, low budget horror comedy. Anything goes. I mean, you could tell any any idea anyone had. They were like, "Yep, let's do it." Yep, that one too. It is ridiculously insane, but it is so entertaining. Oh my god, what a yeah. crazy movie! Yeah, I, I, uh, I've got this pegged as the the ultimate fourteen year old boy movie. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. anything that a fourteen year a stereotype fourteen year old boy could want, this movie has it in <laughs> in spades. <laughs> it's it's like if you're gonna do something problematic. And people are going to look at it 30 or 40 years later. Jesus. And, uh, you know, comment on it. This is the way to do it because it's so exuberant and just so unconcerned with... I mean, they just made the movie they wanted to make. They didn't care if it was offensive or not. They, They probably tried to be offensive. But because they tried to be offensive, it's not offensive. It's just fun. It's It's, you know, like it's... It, it's just hilariously over the top. Like, it's totally yeah. made to be like a midnight movie, and it, it perfectly works as one. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's the ultimate 
like drive-in movie movie yeah like oh it's so good and and everything even like even with all the business there's also background business you talked about the scene where where george is choking the vegetarian the the fat vegetarian customer guy and it gets like so he's choking him to the point that the guy starts like projectile vomiting all over all the other customers and just for like a real quick split second in there you can see that while he's being choked and is projectile vomiting he is still trying to shove a <laughs> burger into his own mouth and then afterwards he gets another plate of food and he says something like well i'm gonna have to fill myself back up <laughs> yeah yeah he has to start over again and he's still got vomit in his beard <laughs> It's so good. Oh. oh my god. Um yeah, the the nude martial arts scene in the cave was just amazing. E- everything, everything. Um so did you read about the history of this movie, like how it got made? Mm, maybe a little bit, but I don't think so. Okay, so this movie started its life as a in, its intention was a serious sequel to uh, Blood Feast, the Herschel Gordon Lewis movie that's considered the first ever splatter film. That's right. And uh, and then, of course, you know, Jackie Kong saw it and she was like, oh, but what if, what if it was a comedy? And that's how we got this. And so a lot of the stuff in here is like references to uh, Blood Feast and Herschel Gordon Lewis, even that uh, the gross gray hair paint, mm-hmm. that's the main character in Blood Feast looks like that. And wow. there it's a 5,000 year old feast that it hasn't, it hasn't happened in 5,000 years. And uh, even that scene um, after after the cave scene, whenever the cops are there and they're questioning the boyfriend about what happened, you remember how he's like freaking out and he's way too over the top. It's basically a word for word reshoot of a scene from Blood Feast. Wow, I've seen Blood Feast, but it's been thirty years. I mean, it's uh, I've completely forgotten it, except that I loved it. Yeah, yes, yeah. It is, uh, it, yeah, this is, this is basically, like, I don't know, it's argued in horror circles about whether or not this is, like, a, uh, her honoring, like a, like a, like a send-up or an homage to Blood Feast, or if it's her making fun of how shitty Herschel Gordon Lewis was at making movies. Like, it could go either way. It could. My guess it would be that she probably recognized there was no point in trying to extend faithfully, you know, the, the blood feast just because it was separated by decades. It's black and white. It's a different, it just wouldn't have worked in the eighties. And so it's in color, my dude. Oh, is it in color? Is blood feast in in color? It's in color. See, I always get that movie confused with like 10,000 maniacs. Yeah. And uh, a bunch of those, those kind of like, proto slashers and proto splatter films and all that crazy shit but uh wow that's crazy okay so i think i think maybe she just realized that she didn't want to do it that way she just wanted to do her own thing yeah because they 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 just go balls out but that's really cool that she honored that movie by doing stuff like doing the verb like the word for word part with the beach guy and stuff that's awesome 
It's fucking amazing. It made, like, I thought once I dug into the history of this movie, I was worried that I was going to find things that I would make me like it less. But no, I was uh -huh. like, oh no, this is, this is great. This is even better somehow. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. This movie is, yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's everything that I want most of the other um, horror comedies to be. Like, this one encapsulated it. It's just oh, so good. I don't oh, even yeah. know where to go in. <laughs> oh, Blood Feast. Okay, I remember now. Oh my god, that movie was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he even, he does the thing, like, that guy does the thing where he, like, hypnotizes the lady, and there's there's the cops, and then it turns out, oh yeah, so there's this whole little part where it turns out that Connie is the daughter of the police officer That's right. that was originally chasing Anwar when Anwar was a, a whole person. <laughs> And his wife screams every time people say Anwar. <laughs> Which turns out to be a lot of times. A lot of times! <laughs> so, what can you tell me about Anwar? Ah! <laughs> what was his name? Nut, numtot? Numtet or something? Num, or? Numtut. It's Tutman backwards. Oh, that's right. Numtut. Yeah, Tutman backwards. Yeah. Num. Anwar Namtut. Yeah. Oh my god, and even the scene where they figure that out, where she's she's in her car, on her car phone, eating a hamburger, and then the brothers pull up next to her, and, and she flips off Georgie, so Georgie moons her and farts at her, and so she throws her entire burger at his ass. It splats ketchup all over his left butt cheek. Yeah. <laughs> and then they drive away and she sees Tutman on the van, looks at the little thing that says Nam Tut, and she was like, oh, okay, I've got to go get these guys. <laughs> it's it's amazing how, that the movie's actually pretty well thought out. I mean, it, as, as anarchistic as it feels, it, there's, you know, it's got a structure to it. It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, there are times at which it's like, what now? Why is this happening? But it's, sure. it's great. I love, I love. Oh, there's even a scene where they've got like seven the 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 nude aerobics girls. They've got like seven of their tongues like stitched together in a weird like floppy. Oh, so fucking good. <laughs> That's right, the tongue rat king tongue or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, oh my god. And and the the Valentino uh, scarecrow slash puppet or whatever keeps showing up in the scenes with that with that other chef. Like he'll be in the back seat of the car, being like, "Don't do it, don't do it." <laughs> Absolutely no explanation as to what the fuck that was. That was no. amazing. No, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just another like. Oh yeah, put that one in there too. There's a part of me that wanted to, like, try to watch all Herschel Gordon Lewis movies and see, like, how much of this is just, like, the stitched-together pieces of his nonsense, but... Nice. But, uh, it's too much. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I I'm definitely gonna go back and watch Blood Feast again, though, because it's been way too long, you know. Yeah, I highly recommend watching Blood Feast on two times speed, because there are a lot of scenes that take a long time. <laughs> noted yeah <laughs> oh man well if, if if you were to uh rate this movie from a scale of one to five loathsome loathsome things how many loathsome things would you give uh blood Diner? <sighs> oh man uh, so 
I I'm giving like I'm giving this movie a 3.3 out of five loathsome things. Like it is great. It is a masterpiece of what it is, but there this is a horror movie podcast. It right. uh, um and there are lots of things that are missing from the horror elements of this movie. So I couldn't give it, like, on our Loathsome Thing scale, it's, you know, it's a horror movie scale. So I couldn't give it, like, full marks on everything. It, it's, it's, it is a masterpiece of specifically what it is. And I don't think anything else will ever be as what it is as it is i mean even uh, uh we we did skinned deep i think this is what skinned deep was going for like i feel yep. like i understand skinned deep more now having seen blood diner mm-hmm. and 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 blood diner is amazing um but yeah uh, it's a three it's a, a fully supportive and loving 3.3 out of five loathsome things from me I, that's pretty much exact. I mean, I, my rating was a three point five, but it, but there I would it explain is. it in the exact same way, um, you know. And and like I like I say, it's like I'll I'll kind of like compare it to the different. Like a three is average, and it's not an average film. It's it's very much its own thing. A four, you're approaching greatness, and it's not great. It's 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 a piece of shit, but it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it it's sheer exuberance of this film, and like zero self-consciousness like no concern for is this going to be good or should we do this or they didn't care about any of that shit they just made whatever they wanted to make they they shot the movie they wanted to shoot and and it's it's a fucking blast man <laughs> it it really is um uh i i don't know it's it's just so overwhelming like like it is whenever whenever you whenever you suggested it and i watched it i was like oh this will be great and then when i watched it a second time i was like how would we ever possibly talk about all of it i know i know there's no way (laughs) there's no way i mean you know generally like you you want to like you can't even begin to get into like thematic stuff and how it fits into like horror movie the horror movie continuum i mean you can try like it's a it's an 80s film, but it, you know, it exists in its own time period. I mean, it looks like it was made in the 80s, but it could have been made whenever because it's it's got this weird retro vibe to it. There's the 60s feel with the 60s music playing throughout. There's people like there's there's people in like doo-wop like that, that rockabilly style, in, yeah. you know, eating at the diner. So it has this weird 50s diner thing going on, but it. It's very gritty and disgusting in eighties. It's very LA looking. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it has that a bunch of down and out actors that, you know, got to do they got some work, so they just took it, you know, it's like it has that feel to it. It's it's I don't know, man. It's it it's very charming little movie. <laughs> it really is. And there's like I I still have mysteries about it. I wanna I wanna call one out. There are people in the diner that are dressed yeah. all in white with yeah. weird with weird head wraps and at times it looks like they're the wait staff but at other times it looks like they're just eating there and it's never referred to it's just a thing that's happening i i, I wondered if that was maybe uh, i guess it could have been maybe a subplot they didn't include which is hard to imagine <laughs> i can't um, imagine that there's a lot that got left out of this movie <laughs> maybe it's a riff on you know, because in the 70s in L.A., the whole natural food thing exploded. But 
not only was that like a super craze in the 70s in LA, it was also tied into like weird LA cults and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, there was like the, the process church and the, the guy that owned this, I forget his name, but he owned this uh, natural food restaurant and he like also ran this weird cult at the same time. And so that's very much an LA thing, like natural food, not that anything that they served was even close to health food, but no, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that kind of, there's supposed to be this, this cool hip vegetarian diner. And then you have these people who look like Nefertiti in all white serving the food, but also eating it at times. Like you said, it makes no sense. It's so Didn't weird. make any sense. Yeah. It's great. I think it's uh, part of it's also in the scene where, like all of a sudden they've started to merchandise and they're they're selling like t-shirts oh, and, and like hand cream and stuff. <laughs> that's fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me, yeah, obviously it reminds me of like a weird amalgamation of Basket Case 1 and 2, but it's 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 not as good as 1 and it's better than 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's right in that sweet spot. <laughs> and, you know, one is a perfect example of a movie that was, you know, obviously a horror comedy, but horror. I mean, it's, you know, yeah. it is, you know, as we had talked about, some of the things in that movie are kind of disturbing. And, oh, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, you can't say that for this one. I mean, it's it's like House is trying to be scary, but it's not. But at least it is a horror movie, too. Yeah, but it's also not very funny, whereas yeah. this one, like, really was able to, to land the humor, yeah. and that one had just, like, big stretches of boring lead-up to a to a non-punchline, and, and this one just does away with punchlines altogether, and it just has weird nonsense constantly going on. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah, the humor was pretty intuitive. I mean, it was, uh, that was the cool thing, is it didn't have this somebody... Somebody sat down in a room and wrote all this stuff that they thought would be funny, but it just doesn't work when you have real people do it. Like, a lot of the dialogue sounded like it was improvised, but it worked, you know, and it had this natural feel to it. It was it was great, man. I love that movie. Goddamn. Yeah, this is uh, like Monty Python meets, <laughs> I don't know, Spider Baby or something. Like, it's <laughs> it's just so fantastic and over the top. Yeah. <sighs> it, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Yeah, it's... uh. You guys should definitely check it out. It's a, you can find it for free. Uh, so there, that's always an option. And then, you know, maybe go out and buy it. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's a f- Apparently there's a Blu-ray. Yeah. And Jackie Kong <laughs> could use your money. So Yeah. And go buy her. She has a new comic book yeah. coming out. Yeah. So so go get her comic book. Make that a, a surprise seller. I mean, she's still All, still very active. You know, she's still out there in the scene, you know, and she, she obviously likes interacting with people. She sounds like a pretty cool lady. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's like, uh, on like a big part of her work is with a organization about, uh, Asian, Asian American, like movie makers and stuff like that. Wow, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. So John, who is the motherfucking asshole of this movie? <laughs> oh man. Who is, I, I, uh, the motherfucking asshole in this movie. I'm gonna have to go with Stan, the vegetarian chef. Oh, the 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 competing one, yeah, Stan Saldine. Stan Saldine, that they pronounced Satan. <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> who uh, 
I, I, I think he was, for me, he was the motherfucking asshole because he, you know, like, these guys, these guys were corrupted by, almost like by birth from their uncle. Uh, their uncle, I'm not going to count him as the motherfucking asshole, even though he is one, but Stan's a motherfucking asshole because he was, he was broke into their restaurant because he wanted to steal their, their secret recipe. Like, that's, yep. what a shitty thing to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about <Yeah>. you, sir? Ah, <laughs> uh, um, I'm gonna go with the archaeologist <laughs> because she was a real piece of shit to everyone that worked for her. <laughs> we didn't touch on it, but she's she's like constantly sh- she only shouts her words and is very aggressive with imparting knowledge. And just anyone like she'll just walk up to someone and yell at them because they were doing their job, but now they're in her way because she's walking that direction now. That's true. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, she's the worst. And she's wearing a fucking pith helmet. <laughs> what a motherfucking asshole. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Whew. amazing. Uh, it, it's great all around. Definitely watch it if you haven't. It's available places. I don't remember where. Uh, but but it's it's worth your time, if, especially if you're into horror comedy. It's man, maybe one of the like even beyond what we've reviewed on this show. Like, there's not a lot of horror comedies that I would rate higher than this on on its own thing. Like, might I might need to start a separate list for horror comedies. That's an interesting idea, actually. Yeah, because it's kind of not fair to compare Blood Diner to Men. <laughs> yeah exactly i yeah. mean they have very little in common <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's just so good we should maybe consider our own like a uh, uh, horror comedy scale that'd be that'd be interesting to see how how that comes out oh yeah that would actually that's a good idea yeah all right and let's see uh you can Reach out to us with suggestions uh, on our Twitter and Instagram at LoathsomePod, Facebook at LoathsomePodcast, or email us at LoathsomeThings at gmail.com. You can do that to ask us questions, correct our errors, or suggest movies to us. Uh, John, are there any any final things that you want to get off your chest before we let the people go listen to other podcasts? Oh, Get out there and uh, watch horror movies. There's so many of them and they're really easy to get get to nowadays uh watch tons of horror movies and uh you know i'm sorry that you all have to die